Welcome to the tight quarters that are the Canada Athletic Training Podcast Studio here. There's a foam box behind <laughs> Is it up? Is it up? Lyle Echo Foam Games box. Um, hopefully it doesn't fall on me. These things are not as foam and soft as you think. I carried them all in here. I should know. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the the lovely new Candid Athletic Training Podcast Studio here in Shorewood, Wisconsin, at the good old SE Lab, where we get to watch people walk by, be like, "What's going on in there? What are those two guys talking about?" Yeah, I know. Mm. I think that it's real Monkeys important at business. A zoo. Monkeys at a zoo. Dylan, I'm not a daddy yet. It's on the way, uh, but I will say. We'll not. We'll we'll get this out. We'll get this information out of the way. There will be only one Canada Athletic Training podcast host in Philadelphia, because my little lady is very, very, very close on uh, giving birth, and so the to take the chance of going across the country and maybe missing that. I don't know if that's a great idea. Can't do and it. Can't do it. So. Unfortunately, I won't get to see all of your faces, but fortunately for you, you're going to get to see that guy's face. Unfortunately. So, you know, give him lots of hugs for me. Um, Make sure you just squeeze him as hard as you can, and so make him feel nice and welcomed when you guys all meet. Um, Please do. Let's yeah. So let's say this Wednesday. So if you're going, if you're going to the NATA convention in Philadelphia this week, Philly. Uh, come to the Healthy Roster. Let's put their logo up because they're the best. They the best. Come to the Healthy Roster booth on Wednesday, the 29th, from 2 to 3. And I'm just going to be hanging out, saying hello, taking pictures, shaking hands. If you want an autograph, it's not worth much, but whatever. Just come say hi. Give us give us feedback. That's what we're... We're here to meet people and just have fun and... It's the only reason. It's it's literally the only reason I'm going to the convention. Ah, uh, yeah. Is to meet people, whether that's people that listen to the show or people that might contribute to the show. So, how many CEUs are you gonna get for just meeting people? I, and a coworker asked me today if there was anything <laughs> in particular that I was going. Yeah. To learn. Yeah. Lots and of I said absolutely not. I don't give two shits about. The continuing education. And I'm sorry. I know You're, maybe somebody from the um, NATA organization, maybe our president is listening. And uh, you know what? I've talked about it before on the show, so it's no surprise. Having education attached to this is, I tough. think, fairly useless. I think it is an excuse for everything else. It's the only way you can justify Getting people there. Getting all of those people there. Yeah. In order to do something that's very important in our profession, and that is talk to other athletic trainers. So, but yeah. But you're going to, you are going to learn some stuff. You know what you're going to learn? I'm going to learn some You're going to learn new faces. Yeah. You're going to learn some new names. You're going to like actually hear people's voices and you're going to connect their voice to what their name was, or they're going to, you're going to connect the face to what a Twitter handle is. Yes. You're going to be, you're going to actually meet people in person again. I want to take so many amazing. pictures. I want paparazzis and pictures and I want to learn how to fake smile so hard for that hour. Just mm. come just come say hi. 
Oh yes. And come come to Healthy Roster because okay. they're important too. They're making this happen. Yes, they are. They've, so they've made a lot of this podcast happen, right? Most of it. Most of it. There's Most some live streamers who are here and they're talking about the classes. Might be underwhelming. You know, I think if it's your first time going to the convention, you're probably interested in the classes. Um, bye, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Thank you for stopping bye, by. Bye. Thanks for thanks for stopping by, San Diego. Six mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> um, you know, so I think people probably go the first time. I went to a few. We went to a few, and we then what did we few. do? We left. Yeah, we left. Um, way more valuable time. There, is, there is not to say that those educational. I mean the the time and sweat people have put into putting together those presentations are very worth it. Um, I don't think you get nearly as much out of or you don't get more out of them by seeing it in person versus put it on the interweb. And I hate it. I hate the interwebs for watching <laughs> presentations like that. I love the fact that you said interweb but after like, I did. But seriously, I the NATA convention, everybody hangs out in the expo. They meet new people. They talk about what athletic training is. They get to talk to other companies. They get to network. They get to figure out more than just the educational side. We can be educational at all times. When can we all be in the same facility together? Well, that's the one thing that COVID has taught us is how valuable it is to be around people because we were all isolated for, what, two years now. So here's our chance. Let's get together. You want to spend that time sitting, listening about the latest research? Mm. By all means, if that's your thing, go ahead. Those are the people that are probably not listening to our podcast. Anyways. I, I, I also agree with KJ here, Mr. Kevin Joyce. The NSCA. I feel I feel like athletic trainers, especially especially the athletic trainers that are doing a lot of their own rehabs and incorporating a lot of oh, that's cool. fitness into their their daily like work life. Go to other conventions. Yeah. Go to go to other like worlds of education to try to make yourself a better athletic trainer. I kind of like that. I mean, I yeah. it's part of the reason that I got into athletic training because I enjoyed that side of it, the strength conditioning, the moving the yeah, the work out, how working out can contribute to becoming a better athlete. Absolutely. Why, I mean, that's exactly why I'm opening this space. Yeah. It's it's the precise reason. I know there's biomechanics and there's nutrition and all sorts of stuff, so um, nice, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan took his dry needle in class. Kento's Kento, are you going to the NATA convention? Kento ain't pay your rent. Hopped on the live stream here. He said he's got souvenirs from Japan for us. And I don't know if he meant us specifically or just people in general. And I want to know if he's Hopefully going to a little to, bit of both. Yeah. So, yeah, this is NATA week, and Kevin will not be there because he's going to be oh. growing a family. I'll check it Hopefully. out. Uh, I want to say hello to everyone. Uh, I want to say the hello and thank you to Healthy Roster again. Hello. Hello. 
hopefully, hopefully we, we can, can pick up some new sponsors too. Yeah, and meet some new people that want to join up with the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. That's one and one A in my book. So absolutely, uh, we have probably a shorter show tonight. Yeah, I got to go home and pack. Yet my flight's tomorrow morning at like I'm leaving my house at like five a.m. Oh, really? I thought you were leaving in the afternoon or like in the evening. No, we're leaving 5 a.m., oh. drive down to Chicago, fly out. Oh. Um, so I got to go home and pack yet. When do you, like, so when you have road trips, Yeah. are you a last-minute packer or are you like a pack way ahead of time? Or? No, I'm a last-minute packer. Yeah. My, I mean, particularly my, my career previous to this of how much I traveled, I can pack a suitcase in 10 minutes and not forget a thing. And pack for a week and a half. Hell, at that point, just leave everything in. I did. Yeah. I used to. Why not? I used It, it used to just be like, do I have four shirts in here or do I have three? Like, yep. it was... Who cares? It was boom, 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 boom. And it, it <laughs> should just simple as can be. Take a look at your schedule. What's the longest trip I've got this year? That's how many I'll put in. Yep. I, I, it was a science. It was kind of crazy because you would, you would end up not even realizing you packed what you packed. You know that, I'm sure you've even experienced, you go to enough hotel rooms and you're like, how do I, how did I remember what hotel room number I was in? Right? Yeah, that's, that's, it's really funny to think about it. We, yeah. I had a, a SID or a sports information person that used to save hotel keys from every hotel he'd ever been, like he was collecting them. Really? Yeah. And I thought it was cool, if, but then I was like, well, I don't know, are you going to really recall each one? Oh, like that was the one with the really good vending machine. One. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough. It's one. not like we were going to really great hotels <laughs> in a no. mid-major. No, you know, no. But okay, let's let's. let's we, that's, that's, I'm I'm gonna take back. That's a weird memento. Yeah, that's a weird memento. How about this? Let's let's have a quick twenty-second conversation on. Give it to me. How many professions do you think are better packers? Oh, oh than athletic on. trainers. Better none. Uh, uh, flight attendants. <sighs> probably. You know, flight attendants, I know some flight attendants. That suck? No. No, oh. they're good. Um, my point with them, they it they pack an overnight bag. Okay. Like they don't they not very often are you a flight attendant and you're going on like a ten day trip unless you're using being a flight attendant to get to another city, hang out in a city for ten days, and then get a job coming back. Um but on par. I'm going to give them on par. Okay. Same thing. I was assume pilots. Dylan, Dylan says forklift drivers and warehouse workers. I don't know. Packers. Just, just driving. I mean, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. Um, <sighs> is there? I they're mean, good at, they're good at moving the big stuff. I don't. Uh, speaking of only personal uh, oh, packing. How, okay. Equipment. Um, equipment folk. Maybe. Yeah. If they travel a lot. Are you thinking just personal stuff or just packing in general? No, just packing in general. Just packing in general. What about, I had it for a second and I lost it. Um, Your dad. dad. Dads are good at packing. They're good at fitting. I was thinking like Amazon. Uh, oh, UPS how, about, how about the years where I, I, I got it back? How about um, stockers, like grocery store stockers? Like they have to face everything or like <laughs> merchandisers? I don't think they're good at packing. I think they're good at unpacking. Fair enough. Good answer. I'm going to say 
I'm gonna say whoever whoever puts together the IKEA boxes because those things are packed perfectly together that you would never think an entire dresser came out of a box. So Swedes that was Is like that Swedish three feet by four feet. Is that Sweden? Yeah, they're Swedes. They're the Swedes. Swedish, Swedish the, and those meatball. Swedish meatballs. You ever Swedish eat? fish or Swedish meatballs? All meatballs. You would have a meatball over a Swedish fish any, any day of the week. You don't like Swedish fish? I don't dislike. I don't dislike right, them. I'm I putting think that on the social media. I think they're overrated. Wow, that's a hot take. Yeah, I don't really get it. They're they're really bland to me. Like there's nothing to them. But maybe they don't they don't hit my taste buds the right way. Have you ever have you ever eaten at IKEA? Have you even been to IKEA? I have. Okay. Um, I have not eaten in there. Me neither. Longshoreman. <laughs> yeah, I know where he was going with that. All right, so we put it up on social media. What's better? There's a poll. What's better, Swedish fish or Swedish meatballs? God, I hope there's a lot of vegetarians following us. There is like a, um, I mean another <laughs> another never... poll. Another poll would be like you know who who's the best at Tetris? Athletic trainers, I mean, equipment managers. Who, like if you you got it. That's the whole question. I know. We Who should, packs we should have? We should have like a okay a Tetris to... tournament. We should have Tetris tournament. That's that's what should be at NATA. A Tetris yeah, but tournament. That's two D. Give us some three D. I'm all right with it. Three D Tetris. I'm really, I'm really good at Tetris, and so I like it. A dad at five a.m. Yeah, that'll so be true, me. Four fifteen. I'll be like so true. I mean, I'm literally leaving Friday morning, so I'm gonna wear what I'm wearing Tuesday. Got a Wednesday, Thursday outfits, and then a travel home on Friday. So how how cra- uh, like how much do I really need? I definitely remember overpacking for Vegas. Yeah, I definitely overpacked. I don't care what the attire is in the convention hall. I'm going semi casual. I mean, come on. They're gonna turn you away. I'm sorry. You exactly. What's, what I mean, our dress you, code for the profession is what khakis? Yeah, I mean, come on, khakis and polos. Like, so you're gonna go to a convention and you have to wear a khaki and a polo, or you have to be hmm. like, by all means, don't wear gym shorts and a freaking tank top because you're indoors, number one, and B, look somewhat respectable. But what would be wrong with a nice pair of jeans and a Canada Athletic Training T-shirt? Nothing. That's what I'm wearing. Nothing. If in fact you would look better than everybody else, because we got great T-shirts. Great, great wore, apparel. I mean, we wore our three-quarter zip a lot. We had our polos. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. But then that one day we just walked around with our white T-shirts that say "Before Canada we got there, training. Yeah. <sighs> and the other reason we got to uh, hey, maybe uh, we don't have to that this might be a shorter episode. You might have a kid in the next 30 minutes. I could. I you might get a text saying, you need to in fact, rendezvous. Yeah, I Kevin's going to be checking his phone sure just to make sure that there's water. My ringer's on. The water is not where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. So it's a big dog. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. That'd be a big Glenn dog. Robinson. <laughs> oh, man. What a bucket guy. getter. What a bucket getter. <laughs> 20 and 8. 28. Uh, should we do no tonight? Defense. Should we do tonight's Only show? Only if you want to. Let's see if these graphics work. Okay. <laughs> Heck no, they don't. Look at that face. 
Look at that face. What a joke. Oh, Dylan delivered a baby once. I yeah. delivered a baby once. Those those EMT li- lives, firefighter lives. We were talking to a friend who's a firefighter and an EMT, and he's had to do it twice. I can't. I that's that'd be crazy. I, I, imagine walking into a house. I remember one of my athletic training students delivered their own baby in their car in the parking lot. Shapers. That's insane. How? 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 How did, did you, you know? do it? How did, how did you, you know? know when? When she's screaming, <laughs> help me! No, how do you how do you know? Like, don't they like tell you kind of? All right, it's we got to push now. Or are you just pushing the whole time until it happens? What if she passed out? She's passed out in the backseat of the car. I think they. Herself? I think they. He helped deliver the baby. Oh, they didn't make it to the hospital. They delivered oh, it. Oh, I in thought the you car. meant like your athletic training student was. Oh, I remember he you was, telling me this story. He was the. He was the father. Yeah. And this was before he was. An athletic training student. Well, I hope he called a professional. Yeah. But Philly coming up this week. Philly, we're gonna have You're a very tomorrow. Philly-centric, very philocentric. Um, and I know we're not talking about it tonight, but I'm gonna try and work it. I got some written down. Nice. Good old Philadelphia. You've never been. Nope. Um, I know you're going to run the stairs at some point. What day do you think you're going to run the stairs? I'm hoping to tomorrow night, Tuesday, Tuesday night. I'm hoping we're going to go down. We're going to get in there. Uh, Julian Bennett are coming with Bennett's going to go down for his nap. Right when we get there, we're kind of Mm -hmm. pushing nap time. Sure. Really close. So we'll let him nap and we're going to get up and I'm hoping to go to the museum and run the stairs. Yeah. In the afternoon. Yeah. Based on, I guess we should see what the hours for the museum are. I ran when I the one time I did it. I've done it twice. How but the is one, it difficult? No, not at all. It, they make it look difficult. No, it's not. So, difficult so it's just the whole run up thing. Yeah, like the park. Yeah, and to be very honest, nobody nobody even looks at you like you're crazy. Everybody knows what you're doing. I mean, there's, it's like expected. Yeah. It's now the worst. The one thing that was weird was that. In my head, the Rocky statue was at the top of the stairs, but it's not. It's not that it's on. It's on the bottom, but like off to the side. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean it. At some point, because I would they think needed to acknowledge that this isn't this building is not a Rocky museum. This building is an art museum. Yeah, so they just and, did that for the film. Yeah, yeah, but so now I mean. So then, do you run? There, do you run up right. and then go back down and take the picture, or? I don't take know. the picture and then run up. I was doing, remember you challenged me years ago to that 22 push-ups a day yeah, for 22 days? Social media things, yeah. yeah. Um, it was all about like awareness of like suicides and like veterans and things like that. But I stuck to it and I did 11 one-arm push-ups on each side in honor of Rocky in front of the Rocky statue. And that was one one of the days. That I yeah. did something. Um, and it was raining. Felt appropriate. Felt like, you know, this is what Rocky would do. I ran from the hotel, maybe at most a mile from the museum. Um, ran up the stairs, you know, did my did my due diligence of putting my hands in the air. And then went down and did some push-ups. So then we're going to start with our FMK. Yeah, I love it. 
Man, none of these graphics work. So it's such a stupid thing. I can make up some <coughs> so, sound. Should I make some sounds up for? Yeah, for the, <laughs> for the listeners at home. Like, so FMK, we're going to pick three different, uh, what'd you call them, exercises? Training, Rocky workouts. Training Rocky techniques. <coughs> and we're going to FMK them. Yeah. <coughs> You're right there? Oy. Yeah, a little tickle. A so little we're going to do three of his most iconic training sequences. Uh, we chose jump rope, which would be episodes one and two. Uh, episode one. <laughs> two, catch a chicken. Catch a chicken. For chase, sure. Chase some chickens. That's episode two, I believe. Yeah. Because he has to get... Then why are you calling them episodes? Whatever. <laughs> Too much TV. I'm binging so much TV trying is right now. Is everything Star Wars to you now? No. Umbrella Academy Season 3 is out. Uh, What else is out? I tell you I finished Arrow. No. I finished Arrow. Oh, good. The whole the whole multiverse thing is... Too much. Yeah. All right, so ch- Chicken is the second Rocky. Yeah. Jump Roping is the first Rocky. Probably the second Rocky, too. Bro, and then Rocky 3 was... Running the beach. Yeah, it was. Him and Apollo. Un- unfortunately, I'm afraid. Four yeah. is not going to make it, which is the best yeah. Rocky movie. It's the and it's probably the best training sequence. The snow, the mountain, the yeah, all of Drago. That. The the what are they? The flags or whatever, or like dragon flags. Um, I think they're the, called dragon you know, flags. He's hanging from the rafters. Yeah, he jump ropes in all of them, so. So we're going to FMK those three. Jumping rope, chasing a chicken, Uh running on the beach. Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? I I wouldn't mind you going first. Sure. Go for it. I have to, from experience, as an athletic trainer, not me personally, Mm -hmm. kill sprinting on the beach. What? I cannot think of any stupider. Stupider. More stupid. Anything less intelligent than doing a lot of training on the beach. Stupid does. Okay. Nothing but trouble. Nothing Nothing but injuries. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think in my career at the college setting in 15 years, I saw most, I shouldn't say most, but our teams would think it would be great. Yeah. Every time. Like, oh, Training camp, whatever. We're going to do a beach day. I said, don't do it, coach. There's going to be an injury. And there's always an injury. At bare minimum, now all of your players have blisters. Blisters, calluses. Yeah. But more often than not, it's uh, groin strains. <laughs> it's Abby says it's an unstable surface, though. It's really good for balance and stuff. <laughs> Abby? If you want me to get on my... She said balance and shit. I'm going to get on my soapbox. (laughs) Get up on it. He's on a soapbox, everybody. Unstable surface training. Yes. Sucks. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The... um, So I'm killing it. I love it. Before you move on from that, we should promote. I'm going to promote another podcast. 
the movement podcast, Gray Cook. Um, are you he, being serious? Yeah. Okay. He just he just had a guy on that I've I spent a lot of time with over the course of a couple of years. His name is Phil Pil, Plis, Pilsky, and Plis, Phil Plisky, Phil Pilsky, Plisky. Um, he 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 and some other folks created the Y Balance Test and a really great platform called Move to Perform. Um, give a listen to the Movement pa- Podcast based on balance. It came out like earlier this month, and then like then we can have a really nice talk about balance training and All how. Right, I'll, I'll have to check it out. You're gonna love it. it. It he is like I mean you're gonna love it. Okay. And I'm going to bring it up later when I talk about something. Just, do you have it? Can you send it to me? Otherwise, I'll never remember. I can't. Our good friend Connor, everybody's favorite person in the entire world on this podcast, he's the one that sent it to me. All right. So I'm killing the beach workout because as yeah. an athletic trainer, just get it out of my life. Get it's it just going to cause me a lot more work. The value's just not there. Okay. So jumping rope and chasing chicken. I'll F with I'm going to F with the jump rope F that jump rope I'll marry the chicken chasing <clears throat> one because I love shit that just looks stupid but if you think about it it actually makes sense always, always chasing chickens it makes so much sense to just do something functional like that I actually think do you even have Spotify do you use Spotify for anything? Yeah. Okay. I just think that's what all warm-up should look like. It doesn't have to be a chicken. I actually tried to convince my baseball coaches to stop doing the standard warm-up stuff, like, you know, agility ladders and yeah. stretch lines and all this. So just stop doing that. Just run around and go play. Like chase some chickens? Play catch, play frisbee, play whatever. Just do something original. Um, mm. I tried to, I but I could not convince them to. I think it just makes no. way more sense. I'll F with the jump rope. One, you are warming up some joints pretty good. Um, can you get a little, I mean, it seems a little unilateral. It doesn't have to be, but um, there's some there's some value there. Just not as much as. Turning, twisting, accelerating, decelerating, yeah. uh, which is what you're going to get when you chase a chicken. Yeah. I think decelerate. I think decelerating is one of the most underrated skills we have. I think anticipating your opponent's next move. Yeah. Now that's talking about chasing a chicken. <laughs> I'm a huge proponent decelerating. of decelerating. Yeah. Mirror drills. Sure. Anything where you have. I can to I can, react. To a stimuli. Yeah, I can I can anticipate the, the person in the mirror all the time. There's no yeah, there's no greater stimuli than a chicken, in my opinion. So go ahead. Um I love the sand. I love the sand. But only because I was I was a jumper, You're man. You were born on the sand. I was I was it I loved getting dirty in the sand. But I'm still I'm gonna kill the sand. Because I, for every reason that you said, when we experience sand as athletic trainers via the coach 
that says, I want to, I want to do something different. And they pick sand. And then like we said, there's always blisters. And now you're dealing with like these nuisances, like just, it's just a nuisance of your job. Now have all my soccer players or all my basketball players or all my volleyball, whoever it is, I guess not sand volleyball players. They're just blisters. Um, I made the mistake of going for a, a run on the sand one time when I was traveling somewhere. And sure enough, both my big toes, big old blisters. And then there was nothing I could do about it because I was still a mile away from the beat or away from the hotel. And I had to make my way back. And so I got to kill the sand too. It it does not, I think it's it's a valuable resource to use if you're going to use it consistent and as just an alternative of training, but not as all of a sudden we're just going to have a day where we're going to be on the beach for three hours. Like, no. I think if you have a little sand pit and you want to do some, like, movement, you know, uh, I don't know, even just getting through some, some plyometrics, doing some lateral movements. I mean, I think it's, it has value and learning how to operate your body in that kind of environment, but no, I'm going to kill it. Good. I'm going to marry the jump rope though. This is why I'm going to marry the jump rope. And this is why you should listen to that podcast. Cause it, it was something that always dawned on me of why I liked jump rope, but to hear somebody else say it, was very powerful, but I talk about posture all the time, and I talk about preparing your body in the right way by giving it the right posture. Try jumping rope and having really bad posture. It's just, it, it's not going to work. You can feel how bad your posture is when you're actually doing jump rope. I think it's a total body exercise. I think you can, you can vary it to be higher intensity you can vary it to be a little more long lasting a little more art like cardio and like kind of endurance activity i think there's also something to be said about not putting something unstable underneath you and bouncing up and down on the ground and learning that repetitiveness of how to balance yourself maybe on two feet to start in a really good posture learning how to load into your your joints and your spine and everything. Then, you know, switch to that one foot and see how that goes. I think that is one of the best balanced training exercises you could ever do in your entire life. Sure. And balance is pretty, 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 pretty popular and pretty uh, necessary in all sporting activities. Um, so I'm going to marry it. I think it's something that is a lifelong skill that I hope I hold forever. And... I can, you know, go to bed happy knowing that it's right next to me. Okay. But I'm going to F those chickens. Because, man, look at all those chickens. Have you ever? Did you ever see that, like, TikTok or, like, meme or whatever? No. Nope. Look at all these chickens. A couple of my players back in the day. Every time I see a chicken, every time I hear the word chicken, I have to. I hear, I hear these two. I have two, I have two athletes. That's all. Oh, my God. They said it all the time. If anybody else knows what I'm talking about, please make me feel like I'm not crazy. I'll have to up, um, up my TikTok game. I think there's, I think there's, 
value in <laughs> chasing a chicken, man. I mean, I think I, I love the anticipation drills of it. I love the accomplishment if you actually get it done. I think it takes patience, but it also takes explosiveness. It takes, uh, like you said, kind of deceleration. You, you're going to have to change direction. Um, but if, God damn, it's hard. And so that's why I'm going to F it. All right. I love it. So we're pretty close. We have similar concepts. I just, yeah. Oh, it was Vine. It was a Vine, according to Colleen. A Vine. I mean, do Vines even exist vine anymore? Vine was pre-TikTok, I believe. I think so. But if it, if it was a Vine, thank you, Colleen. If, I, send I it, still send to it to day, us. I still to this day laugh every time I hear chickens just because that kid was a, one of the sneakiest, funny people I've ever met in my life. Those are the athletes oh. I'll never forget. Man. Okay, we're moving on. All right. Um, we're going to do our fat. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. We're going to stay in Philly. You know what we're missing with Philly? What are we missing with Philly? We didn't know how to incorporate this, but Motown Philly, back again. Oh. How do we get okay. the boys to men into this episode? I like it. Motown Philly, back again. I, I think I, I love it. Are they the best Philadelphia-based music? I doubt it. I doubt it. I I don't know the. I don't. Are they better than in West Philadelphia? Born and raised, Philadelphia. So you're gonna? Are you googling? Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, musical artists. Philadelphia music artists. BBD, ABC, BBD, the East Coast family. I would. I would assume. Philly has a lot. Oh, Biv DeVoe. Patty LaBelle, Jill Scott, Hall & Oates, Boys the Men, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, and Will Smith. Diplo, I, whatever. I don't know who that is. Okay, so just uh, usually they... Uh, go ahead. Say those again. I'm just making sure I'm not... There's nothing that jumps out. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, Jim Croce. <laughs> all right, so go back to the beginning. Yeah, we'll go. Those are the people that everybody Patty, knows. Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Jill Scott's pretty big, right? I, I don't know who Jill Scott is. I feel like I should know. Sheen R&B. Check it out. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Big one. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. And we're just going to say Will Smith. And DJ Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Shelby Checker. Mm. Jill Scott. Jill Scott's Country, according to Abby Denon. I don't know. What do I say? So, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my original statement that Boys to Men is the best musical act to ever come out of. You know what? You yeah. It. I mean, Patty Labelle's pretty. Will Smith's pretty good, but man, I really liked Will Smith. Nightmare on My Street was a go when I was in fifth grade too. No, I think I was in sixth grade then. I might be a year older than you, Kevin. Nightmare on My Street and my and parents just don't understand. Oh my god. Okay, so we unfortunately we don't know how to get them in there, but what we are gonna fat tonight Back again Philadelphia cheesesteaks versus Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks. I've been making the crap out of Philly cheesesteaks. I that's on my. I think 
I'm going to try and push for that tomorrow. You have to do it. I want to just knock out the Rocky and the cheesesteak. At the same time. And right away. Just eat, eat while you run. Yeah. I'll try and eat. Do you get bonus points for running the stairs after eating a cheesesteak and not throwing up? I was, uh, yeah, you do. I need to find a gluten-free cheesesteak though. Um, you do need to find a gluten-free cheesesteak. Yeah. I Googled it today, and they they make them. I mean, it's just a bread, so obviously yeah, it's just finding a place that can do gluten-free bread. The rest of the ingredients are all fine. Kevin Joyce is saying Del Sandro's. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about an athlete. Yeah, tell me. The same athlete we talked about on last week's episode with no body part. Okay, yeah, yeah. He was uh, coaching. Bi- bicep and, you know, yeah. infraspinatus. Yeah, yeah. He, not, so. Not other body parts. My baseball coaches, yeah, who I miss, were some of the most fun people to ever work with because they would turn everything into a game, a competition, uh, sure, a would you rather, uh, like, something like that. Like wearing catcher's gear for an entire series. Bet me, <laughs> bet me if I could go forty-eight hours in catcher's gear. Mm-hmm. They bet the the athlete that we were talking about last week, who was then coaching. He ended up coaching yeah. at UWM. Yeah, you did. They bet him that he could not eat a large pizza. A whole large pizza. From? Uh, a local joint. And okay. we were down in Florida. Right. He couldn't eat a whole large pizza in 30 minutes. Oh. Um, which the athlete didn't. Did he try? Yeah. It was something like that. What was on the line? What was on the line? How much? Was it money? Was it It was else? money. Okay. It was money. How much money do you think was on but the line? But then, when he failed... Eating the full large pizza. He had like, I think he like had a piece and a half left. Mm. It was a time limit thing. So then they doubled or nothing. A regular triangle piece? Yeah. Okay. So then he had to, so then he lost on time because he had like 30 minute window and he couldn't do it. Okay. So then they're like, well, double or nothing. You can't finish the pizza and then go run a six minute mile, (laughs) which he did. He ran like a 540 after eating a full large pizza. And I've never been more disgusted in my entire life. Did he? So he's like, okay, first, the first challenge is going on. And he's like breaking down. And he's like got five minutes left. And he's got like three pieces. He's like, I just, and he, he looks up and his eyes are like bugging out. Cause he's like overstuffed. And he's like, I just let myself down. Oh man. And so then they're like, well, Double or nothing. You can't do this. And then I, maybe it was like nothing. a six minute mile or a six and a half minute mile, but it was like a That's like still booking it. That was no, I don't, I don't f- care a faster mile than I can do. Yeah. Period. Booking it. He unless, went out unless you're a runner. He went a, out and he did it. it. And I was like, Holy cow, this guy is incredible. We talk about that story frequently with the with the coaches. That's incredible. That's incredible. Why and did he do okay? How did he feel after? He didn't throw up. Wow. He didn't. I don't think I would throw up, but I would... Well, I don't know. Man, I think I would have. All I right. I mean, if I'm thinking about like a, a typical like large, just say Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, I mean, just a, a pizza like that. It was probably something like that. In a half an were... hour, that's tough. Maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. Just to get, I'd have to get myself. Maybe it was bridges. two larges. No, come on, come on. I'm gonna have to verify. No, I gotta verify. No chance. Two larges. I'm gonna text my coach right now. 
Two for two for five. So bucks. why don't you start with this um, five five dollar large from Little Caesars? Um, <laughs> why don't you start on tonight's fat? We're what doing are we talking Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, so we're doing Philly cheesesteaks because of we course need, Philly. We need something to compare it to. And so we didn't, we, we couldn't said, think of a great second Philly food. Yeah. We like uh, I don't Philadelphia just, cream cheese, but we're like fuck it. Let's do, do another cheese thing. So we're gonna do cheese curds. Cheese curds. Cheese curds versus wanna, cheese steaks. You'll want to know why. No, that's because the Wisconsin boy, and I wish it was boys, are going to Philly, and we're we're gonna have some cheesesteaks. Um, I do have to say my my latest my latest craving to cook at home has been Philly cheesesteaks and euros. I've been crushing Philly cheesesteaks at home. Interesting, because you can get shaved beef pork at our local pick and save pretty cheap. Cook that all up, mix in some cheese. Holy cow. It's a great little meal. Um, all right, so the Philly cheesesteak. A big sandwich, hoagie, all that meat, all that cheese, all that deliciousness. Throw some peppers in there. I do not throw any onions in there. I can't. I'm not an onion person Onions either. are awful, but tons of peppers. Um and after actually throw some hot peppers, throw some like jalapenos in there. Oh, so good. Um, messy, ends up being messy. I I I, I have yet to eat a Philly style cheesesteak without making a mess. Um, that being said, satisfying hits all the major food groups: meat, cheese, bread. <laughs> Basics. Vegetables, get some vegetables in there too. Um, I think there's there's value in that one that one sandwich, that one sitting of food can satisfy so many different um, cravings for people, and can can be a whole meal for you. The one stop shop of a meal in a Philly cheesesteak. They don't take that long to make. Um, yeah, super filling. They don't take long to make. No, man, you just fry up some of that meat. You just you. Mix, I guess it's like going to steak, any steak escape in the mall. Exactly. Precisely. You know, I hot take one of the, one of the best fast food places. I don't like disagree ever. at all. I love. I, like, I don't even know. If, do they right even exist top? anymore? Yes. Do they? Because the one, well, in, the I one think at Mayfair lot, okay, changes to something I th- else. Like, I think in some version, they're still there. Maybe not Steak Escape, but like I think like O'Charlie's. Yinling. O'Charlie's is there. Char- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Charlie's yeah. is there. I think there's just different names for them now. Maybe the corporation went under, but you're st- you're not going to lose that form of food at a mall. Oh, my God. Oh, so good! Such such a great. I think sandwich. they still have one at the Mayfair Mall around here. They, they actually do. Southridge I don't. Probably I just, does too. I don't think it's a steak escape though. Um, I have a text out to the one of the baseball coaches to confirm it. the bet. Love it. Well, hopefully they'll get back to us before the show is over. I think the Philly cheesesteak itself it handles it handles a lot of it satisfies a lot of things. I think. If you're a purist, I think even Kevin's talking about it. You got to you got to have the cheese whiz on it, otherwise it's it's not a really a real Philly cheesesteak. That's think, a that's a I think real some, thing. 
I, I guess. I mean, some people would be... Some people would actually say, I would assume that if you don't have onions on it or if you don't have peppers or whatever, it's not truly a Philly cheesesteak. Um, my point is, I think it resembles a little bit of an athletic trainer that, you know what? We're an indulgence and we, we, we're, we're worth, (laughs) we're worth standing in line for, but we're going to, we're going to satisfy you quickly. We're going to fill a lot of needs. And um, I, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to leave you wanting more. On to the cheese curds. As a true Wisconsinite. Yeah, this is going to be a, a little biased for Wisconsin, us. Wisconsinite and Milwaukee boy. Um, I crave cheese curds every once in a while. Every once in a while, I just need, I need some cheese curds. And there are there are a couple places that I I'm going to stop you for a second. Curds. Are yeah. we talking deep fried or are we talking squeaky cheese curds here? Oh, I'm thinking deep fried. Okay, that's what I was originally thinking, thinking too, fried. but I, I just wanted to clarify because here in Wisconsin, there's squeaky cheese curds, and that's a thing. Well, Abby just said it too. Like, uh, explain cheese curds because in Cincinnati, I'm thinking they're chunks of cheese. So, this is so the classic cheese curd is a little ball chunk of cheese. Uh, Wisconsin cheese, Wisconsin cheddar, Wisconsin, so maybe some white cheddar. Um, what we do here is we deep fry them. So you get a melty gooiness of a little ball of cheese followed with some fried, I mean, you know, flour on the outside. So picture like a smaller version of a mozzarella, mozzarella stick. stick. But instead of it being mozzarella cheese in the inside. There is a little bit of a difference. It, there's a little bit of a difference texturally and, and yep what I and mean how you like I mean there's beer batter cheese curds there's there's all these different ways to do it trust us Wisconsinites in our cheese yeah I and trust us in that if you don't if you do not prepare your belly for that much cheese and fried goodness you will feel like crap but are you a are you yeah, a, a marinara no are you a ranch I'm a I'm a nothing unless straight cash homie. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. So you remember uh, Zocalo, right? Oh, the text is in. Oh, nice. What do we got? Two or one? Two full pizzas and run a sub seven minute mile. Come I think. On. Oh my no god! That was Chad. it. It was it. It was it. Oh my god. Okay, then that had to be two like a full thing. pizzas. Two full. And then run a seven minute mile. Two full frozen pizzas. Two full, like thin crust large pizzas. If we're talking about a, if we're talking about a Zafiro's thin crust large pizza, I can do it. Not two of them though. I could do one. Holy cow, that's impressive. Yeah. Way to go, Chad. Proud of you, Chad. Um. So, cheese curds. I'm not. I'm not a marinara. I'm. I'm. I lean. I lean ranch, but. Only, there was this place, it's still in Wisconsin, it's still in Milwaukee, it's just not at the same location, but near the Casa de Hanaberry in Creighton, we had a little food truck area, and they had a place called America's Dairyland. Mm, Yes. And that place has the best ranch that I've ever tasted in my life. I agree. And this is why I know it to be true, is because it's the only ranch I like. Interesting. All other ranch, I think, is like this. Just it, it, it's ketchup to me. They it's, have some. Inc- it's mustard. It's 
yeah, I get it. I get that you like it, but this is not. I don't understand why you want it. That ranch, I actually am like, whoa, that is good. They got some good French fries there too. Oh my the God. seasoning on them, the seasoning on the French fries, and then they also put that seasoning on their cheese curds. Um, they put that shit on everything. They put that shit okay. on everything. So cheese curds, though, not very versatile. They are, but they're they're quick, steady. They're quick. They get the job done. They satisfy your needs, and you know what? You kind of, you kind of know what you're getting. You are getting a ball of cheese with some some fried. It's a fr- breaded fried cheese. You know what you're getting. I ha- I I don't often get a bad cheese curd. There are better cheese curds than others. I often don't get a bad cheese curd. Now. The other thing I would say is too many cheese curds is bad. Too many cheese curds, I'm out. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about cheesesteaks. Oh, I don't know. Too many cheesesteaks, you're probably... But my point being is I think athletic training, athletic trainers, it we don't need to be in, in everything. We don't need to be everything to the athlete. We just need to hit it where it counts. It ain't and quit it. We need to make an impact nice and strong of where we fall into the the continuum of athleticisms. Um, So therefore, I am going to bias towards cheese curds. I have to. I can't say cheese steaks, even though they're like one of my favorite foods right now. You covered a lot. I don't have a ton to add. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When NATA is in Milwaukee, when is that going to happen, by the way? Um, Let's make our own fucking conference. Well, let's, let's just have our own hangout. We're going to have one right here at SE Lab, Shore Wisconsin, and we're going to bring in the best cheats curds. <laughs> Kevin Joyce, I watched Hustle. It was incredible. It was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Oh, the Adam Sandler? It's easily Adam Sandler's best movie. It? It was, it's a legitimately very good movie. My wife and I Looks were like, good. we watched, Looks now good. we can't finish a movie in one night anymore because we're no whatever. We got halfway through and we're like, this Although, is really good. I would I would argue you guys have been staying up later than you ever have. I feel like I take my dog out and sometimes the lights are still on. Uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It used to be 8 o'clock, 8.30, lights are out. I'm never, Chad, I've never been in bed before. You have 11. Yeah, Julie. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, she's up. Man, Hustle was really good. All right. So you covered a lot. Um. The points that I like, I think the best athletic trainers are the ones that are really succinct to the point. Succinct, yeah. Um, you make it and you let the athlete figure out. You, mm-hmm. um, if you, you give them your wisdom and then you let them, you get out of the way and let them f- kind of learn and do it. It's not one way. It's not one way. Yeah. I like, I like where your head's going with this. Um, you can have marinara ranch. I think one of the very first things you said is what's sticking with me is cheesesteaks are messy. <laughs> Do you really want a messy athletic trainer? And that doesn't necessarily mean your facility is messy, but like in thought process, you're all over the place. You're too much. Yeah. Um, Those are tough. You know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up. And, and okay. I, I had a conversation with one of our listeners. I won't Uh-oh. say who. Are they on um, the live stream? Um, <laughs> they are. They're a regular. A regular. I I won't say if they're on the live stream or not. Talking about we were talking about the CEU options oh, at um 
Jesus Christ. At the conference. And he said, I've been doing too much learning. He is over like stimulating himself and he's like almost confused himself with trying to learn everything. Love it. And we talked about how a long time ago we said, just pick one or two things and really learn to do them well. Oh, I love that. So I think that's what the cheese curd is. Oh, good point. Good point. Straightforward, direct, succinct. Very good at what you do. If you're going to be an appetizer, be the best damn appetizer out there. Fried stuff with cheese. So, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I got, I'll, I'll go with you. Are you. Is your ass sweating? No, oh, not man. yet. Dude, I got, you got some swass over here, huh? I got swass going like crazy. I, I'm very excited for the cheesesteak. Oh, I just don't think I could do, then again, could I do cheese curds seven days a week? Like, how many days in a row? God, no. Do you th- how many days in a row do you think you could have cheese curds? Oh, before you get sick of them. Three. How many days in a row could you have a cheese steak and bef- you not know, get sick of them? Maybe more than three. Probably more than three. Shit. Maybe we should change our answers. <laughs> <laughs> I give five. I give five, five. for the cheesesteak. On that sixth day, I'd be like, I need something else. Now I'm confused. But there's but there's more to it, right? There's more to it. I I like. I substance? like your explanation. Maybe there's substance, though, in the cheesesteak. There's some depth. There's some... There's a couple things going there. I mean... This is a really tougher debate than I thought. If you're, if you're talking about... Everybody talks about how a Philly cheesesteak has to be these very, very specific ingredients. And an athletic trainer cannot be these very, very specific ingredients. An athletic trainer has to be adaptable. And I think cheese curds are pretty adaptable. Philly cheesesteaks aren't. Cheesesteaks are very adaptable. Cheesesteaks are one of the most adaptable meals you could ever have in your life. But not a true Philly cheesesteak. True Wisconsin cheese curd also I'll put it up on the is an adjunct to a very great meal. Philly cheesesteak is the meal. As athletic trainers, we're not the meal. We're an adjunct to the meal. Yeah. We keep the meal going, you know? You know? All right. We're going to let the people vote, and we'll come back with answers next week. Um, all right. You know, we're going to – we're gonna. It's we're an hour in. We're going to go to the feature topic, and we're just going to shut this thing down here, okay? I love it. I love it. Uh, you got to hit the music because I don't have any graphics over here. All right. This is courtesy of Kevin Joyce. It is. So if you got if you Kevin, if you if you got anything to add to this, you know, type it in the comments or whatever you want to do. Send us a text or whatever we want to do. Um, Kevin Joyce sends us a video in an article of an athletic trainer getting the getting kicked the f out of a game, getting a red card. Red card. Um, explain to the folks what happened. Uh, who didn't see the video. So it sounds like there was an injury in a soccer match. Real or unreal. Who knows? Up for debate. So the athletic training staff runs out to t- uh, to check on the player. And it looks like the opposing players come over to the injured soccer player who's on the pitch. Oh, the and pitch. something was said and they're standing over each other. And then all of a sudden the athletic trainer like reached out and pushed him away like, 
hey, give me some space or whatever. I don't know exactly if what was said. Mm-hmm. Then words were ex- exchanged, and then mm-hmm. there was shoving, and then there was just then all the players uh, who were on the athletic trainers team side came mm-hmm. to his defense and started kind of. There's just was a lot of pushing and shoving. It looked like a baseball. You know, everyone coming out, and is there a lot of, there's no, like, punches thrown or whatever, but just, like, a lot of pushing and shoving. But one, the athletic trainer stood up for his injured athlete, and then all of his other athletes stood up for him. Yeah. And it begged the question, not necessarily is that appropriate or not. I mean, you could you could debate yeah, how could, far, yeah. but it's like, how far would you go for your athletes? Or how far have you gone for your athlete? You know, or how, like, what, what is, what are some things that you've done that maybe, maybe either over the line or you never thought you'd be doing that for your athlete? So, Kevin, let me know if I missed something in my interpretation of what you sent us. Yeah, please do, Kev. Please do. Now, but he got kicked out of the match, which we've had that conversation. Like, have you ever been kicked out? And that we had a whole conversation on should you be a fan and the cheering and all that. But this is different. This is like, you know, maybe some safety. Let's let's just start. Yeah, that I was just where I was going to go. The very first thing you learn is make sure the the scene is safe. Uh huh. And this sometimes that's like Surveyed lightning and scene. you know rain or whatever. Um. Okay, so Kevin says we're just going to back up here. Oh, so evidently Philly, from Philly an Union. inside source, the NYCFC player stood over the Philly Union player who was injured, calling him a word that we. A cat. Cat. And saying, you deserve a lot worse than this. You deserve a lot worse than this. Well, hopefully that's not just Mm. retaliation of stuff. So then the athletic trainer said, get out of here. So anyways, making sure the scene is safe might mean getting away a a player. I mean, I'd say get out of here. I'd gladly get kicked out. Kevin, if I needed Kevin to. Joyce continues to say it was an apparent head injury and wanted space to eval. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. If if you if you don't have if if you feel you need to do, you need to intervene to evaluate your your athlete, I think that is a perfect spot of, like, get out of here. I I mean, that's a perfect spot to be forceful of, like, you need to not be here right now. Well, shame on the officials for... Hell yeah. Allowing that to happen. That was my first... That was right where I was going to go. Get your hand out of your back pocket looking for your card and do some fucking... Do something. Do something worthwhile. Um, I mean... I've told the story before of I've gone off. I used to cover youth football and this is the closest thing that has ever happened to me on this level of like feeling almost like I need to step in here because I'm, I'm fearful for the safety of my players. Um, I went up to a ref and definitely told him you need to control that the other team. Otherwise I'm going to control you. Because this is ridiculous. I have like five kids now that have concussions. Probably three of them are fake because they just don't want to get hit anymore. Yeah. Honest, honest to be honest to Pete's, but you need to handle this situation better and you need to talk to that other, the other 
team and the coach, and you need to handle this. Um, that was the closest I've ever gotten to like in an altercation. I'm trying to think of one. I can't youth football. It's kids. I, I was, can't like I would. I never would have stepped in in like professional ranks unless I was actually on the field and somebody was in my face as I'm trying to do something that was very important. I can't think of a single situation where I had to really like come even come good. close. Maybe Absolutely the closest good. is at the end of a cross country race when everyone's just falling down in a heap and you're yeah. just like shoving people through yeah. the gates just to make sure nobody like there's no like trample situation. Have you, but I, that's not like that's like a hey you are going to be in danger yeah. if you don't get through. I'm not yeah. like I'm not like. Mm. Is there any so? I can't think we, of a single situation where I had to call somebody else out for being. I mean, you one one would assume the athletic trainer for the union were they felt very like this was the appropriate thing to do. I'm sure they, as much as they were thinking, I hate this guy. Maybe they were also trying to protect their player. They were also trying to do their job, right? So they're also trying to protect themselves. Um, I, I don't know. I it maybe maybe he did the right thing. Maybe he didn't. I think that's interestingly up for debate. But is there anything else that you can remember in your career of like going, maybe stepping outside of the little zone that normally is athletic training, or maybe going an extra mile that you you never thought you'd be doing this for one of your athletes? You, can you recall anything? I got one weird one. Go ahead, because <laughs> uh, I got nothing. I got. I had a an athlete. He was coming off an injury. He had just come, so he was a professional baseball player coming off of injury. So he was traveling. Um, you know, normal normal sequence of events is somebody gets injured, then they like kind of make their way through some rehab games in the minor leagues. And this individual, you know, he was he was bound to be in the major leagues but hadn't gotten a house yet or an apartment hadn't rented something for him and his family here in Milwaukee. And it, it, everything just happened really quick. So, um, this was when I wasn't traveling with the team and he, all of us, like he, he just kind of passed every test really fast. And he was like, Hey Kev, um, just got a house, just got like a crap ton of stuff delivered to my house for the kids like desks and toys and this and that. Um, I'm not going to have time to put any of this together. Like, would you mind while we're on the road going to the house and putting stuff together? And I was like, uh, sure, absolutely. And I saw the team went on the road that night. I went to his house and he gave, like, gave me the keys and there was just, all these Ikea boxes and, you know, other, you know, stuff from here, stuff from there. And I just spent like an entire night, like putting together like little kids furniture, yeah. <laughs> like little stuff like that. And it was, I had this really weird, surreal moment of like, um, man, I really never thought I'd be doing this as a direct yeah. correlation of my job. And what it was though, I felt very connected with that athlete. I mean, me and him went through a lot of rehab together, and he looked at me and said, you know what? I know I can count on you doing this. And I was like, I I got your back, you know? Yeah. And it was very, it was interesting. Um, 
that's that's one very like big moment of that stands out of just this like what the hell okay yeah i i guess i will <laughs> yeah i i think the the farthest i've ever gone for an athlete and it has nothing to do with like injuries or anything like that they were um they were from illinois 3 hours south of here illinois and they had a fundraiser for a cause that was very important to her, to her. I remember driving down on my birthday one day, one year, driving down on my birthday, three hours to go donate, help out, say hello for this cause that yeah. she had and spending like an hour at the event and yeah. then coming back up here. Yeah. You know, so like six hours of travel or four hours, you know, maybe it was like five hours of travel just for, uh, hey, I support you and what you're, what you're trying to do. And so, yeah. uh, we got a couple comments on the live stream. I want to read. Give me some. Uh, Colleen said, I shouted player safety at an official during a football game after my five foot five quarterback got hit helmet to helmet. And he responded with, I've never been yelled at by what do you call yourself? I took a couple <laughs> steps towards him and felt an athlete grab my sling bag and go, don't worry. We got you. <laughs> What do they call you? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Joyce said he had a fight at the end of a women's hockey game this year. They were fighting over the top of a down player. I just walked through and moved, <laughs> moved, quote, unquote, a few of them out of the way. Oh, man. So sometimes we will do some strange, strange things. Um, Dylan said he walked into the middle of a scrum to prevent one of his guys who was obviously concussed from fighting the guy who hit him. Um, it's just interesting. Like you become this second parent. There's this like protector, protector, you know, surrogate mom, surrogate dad. You want the, all of your athletes to, you know, have nothing but the best. So and be okay. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, it's absolutely part of the gig. So if you're listening to this on the, you know, the audio version, just tag us in a social media post. What, how far have you gone for one of your athletes, whether that's injury-wise or not injury-wise or whatever? We would love to hear those kind of stories. So, How far have you gone? That's going to be the title. That's the remember, title of tonight's episode. I remember playing that in fifth grade. How far have you gone in Philly? <laughs> All the way. Oh, my God. Fifth grade, man, you were just kidding, youngster, huh? Um, hey, guess what? NATA week, convention week. You're gonna, Philly. you're gonna, you're gonna see Chad's, Chad's face in Philly. Maybe you, you might even be able to meet Bennett. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's gonna be a moment of like, yeah, maybe we'll. Here's, here's my kid. Um, hopefully everybody stop by the Healthy Roster booth Wednesday. Two to three. Go say hi to Chad. Go say hi to the folks from Healthy Roster. Learn why Healthy Roster is the best EMR you could ever get. Um, check out more information, CanadaAthleticTraining.com. You can get apparel for you know next year's convention. I oh. doubt you're going to get it for this. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is the we're, proof. We're seeing proof of the oh pizza and the, the agony of that pizza. Um CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Uh, get yourself a membership. Get yourself. Oh, what? Can you can you not do it? I don't have a plug in. 
Strong. Oh my gosh, Chatty. Chatty. Oh, look at Chad. Both Chads. Oh no, that's Mike and Chad. Look at you two. Um, good old baseball days for Chad. Uh, hey, go to canathletictraining.com. Get yourself a membership. Go check out Chad at the Healthy Roster booth Wednesday, 2 to 3. Um, I wish I could be there. I'm going to miss all of you. Uh, but check it, everything else out. Have fun. You know, meet new athletic trainers. Do your best to enjoy every moment of it. Somebody have a beer for me. And that's what I got. So next week, Monday, is going to be 4th of July. Yeah. Probably not going to do a show. Probably not going to do a show. Well, maybe we'll put out the best of or maybe. something. Maybe. Maybe we'll record something from Philadelphia. Maybe you will. We'll see. I'm Just always, be yeah. on, we, there's a chance we don't do a show next week because of the holiday. There's a good chance that I'm also available via you know technology. So if you ever want to hook up, let's... Uh, How far would you go, Kevin? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, look forward to doing that, too. So next week, maybe you miss us. And then the following week, I think we're going to have the Smart Tool guys on. We were going to have them on tonight. We had to call an audible. No big deal. Reroute. Orange barrels. Orange barrels. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.